0: It's no secret the NFL has a problem with race. Think Colin Kaepernick. Think Brian Flores. But this isn't a new problem. It's one that started as far back as the 1930s with a ban on Black players in the NFL with a past that informs the present. Blackball is a new miniseries podcast from The Ringer about the four men who broke the color barrier in football. I'm your host, Chelsea Stark-Jones. Blackball is dropping soon on The Ringer NFL feed.
1: Hey, hey, my Eagle enthusiasts, this is fairway and presented by FanDuel. Elevated events, majors, and more are coming up, and FanDuel is here to help you line up a win during the PGA Tour season. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, And more, plus track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official betting operator of the PGA Tour. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Quick disclaimer, you must be 21 years old and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EB, True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prolog apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com prolog to learn more. unlike any other oh yes my friends this is a non-rolled back version of fairway Rolling. a golf podcast on the ringer podcast network i am your starter joe house i am joined by my incomparable accomplice our pga tour boots on the ground nathan hubbard It's a two-ball, my birdie buddies. Post players' reactions, reactions to great news yesterday, Tuesday, and looking forward to a little Florida golf as we get ready for the first major of the season. It is only weeks away, my par-saving pals. The first tee is wide open. It's a two-ball. Nathan and I are ready to stroke this thing out.
2: Nate Dog. How you doing, bud? Well, we wanted to know who the best players in the world were. We wanted to see what the impact of these elevated events were going to be, both on the fans and the TV ratings, but also on the players. And House, as we set our sights totally to the masters, where you and I will be in how many days? Yeah. How many days? Yeah. I don't know. I can't count. Two weeks, two and a half weeks. Good. Gracious, we're going to be there. We can say that so far these elevated events have been a huge success. And I don't care that Scotty Scheffler, what a silly take to say this was boring. Like, if you don't like excellence, if you don't like golf, don't watch golf. But it looks like people are watching golf. Four of the last five events are up double digits year on year. That has been the four elevated events. You've got cream rising to the top we figured out who the best players are, we figured out whether there's a big 3 or just a big 2 and a pretty large 5. I mean, this has been exactly what we wanted. It's working house. It's working.
1: A tremendous success. H- who complained about Scotty Scheffler's Sunday round and and his uh, you know, just grabbing this Who who said that it was boring?
2: I think most of the pod- most of the podcasts that got their shit up before us. Sorry everybody.
1: <laughs> well, no. Let's, let's make a, a, a quick observation on that front to all the Eagle enthusiasts out there. Thank you for, for the feedback. Nathan and I both were traveling over the course of the players, and so the best we could do was a preview show of the players last week and then this recap this week, which, fortuitously for all of you, falls on a day that follows this incredibly – uh, interesting. And from my perspective, exciting news about trying to create a, 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 a new type of competition in the majors. Uh, the two governing bodies declaring a, um, a modified local rule that permits the majors to use a golf ball of their choosing and, and design. We'll get to that in the fullness yeah. of
2: time. I'm still like Min Woo Lee on the fourth hole on Sunday, though. I have some regrets. <laughs> well, how about this? I have no regrets, Nate Dog. Okay. Min
1: Woo. None. That dude has so much swag. I we, love it. That's the guy we're getting on this podcast. I need to get in touch with his. He's, he's, got, he's Australian. The accent is uh, impeccable. The mustache is impeccable. His, his style sense, his aesthetic is impeccable. He swings. It's a beautifully efficient golf swing. He generates among the fastest swing speeds on tour. I mean I I want
2: in the, the that dude's pants Nate dog. Well, so <laughs> to speak. Like, seems like you can have it, so to speak. But I'll tell you I'll tell you there's only uh one person who really deserves all the flowers this week and that's Scotty Scheffler. I, w- w- I I am just so we we talked about how his putter had been pretty meh. Pretty meh. Guess what? Scotty's putter was still pretty meh. He was 48th in putting, pretty pedestrian, but he led the field. He gained over 17 strokes tee to green, which as Jay Ray tells us is the most by any player's winner ever. He led the field in driving distance and greens and regulation, pretty hard to lose if you're hitting the shit out of it. And it's going to a place where you can then also put it on the green. If your putter's meh, but you're doing those two things, you're going to win. And Scotty, kicked everybody's ass this week i mean this looked like scotty on the corn fairy tour when he was kicking everybody's ass
1: i um want to make an observation i'm curious to, to get your reaction to it i had a, a different kind of um experience with the players this year um in the past you know We've been a little bit. I, well, I'll I'll just speak for myself. I've always been a little resistant to the idea yes. of giving it this elevated, this major like kind of.
2: And I and I, I, I resented think, the jamming down the throat stuff.
1: That's all. That's really you. You, you put it uh, so succinctly. Thank you for that. Um, in the context of a series of elevated events, now though, I feel like this tournament did distinguish itself. Yeah. In a in a couple different ways. And it was it was a unique uh, kind of feeling for me. Um, it felt like it was it was very democratizing, I, I felt like. Like when you look at this leaderboard, it's mm. it's an international leaderboard with, you know, major winners, major contenders, but also guys that just like caught a heater, like David Lingmurth out yeah. out of out of nowhere, Cam Davis missing five straight cuts and then coming in and catching uh, a T6, um, yep. you know, Min Woo, who, who we'd been on for a little while. Yes. You know, he'd been showing up because the the analytics um, f- folks have been sort of touting the fact that he's been coming on. But I I, I just love that diversity of player, the diversity of skill sets and, you know, the sort of the, the worldwide um, uh, realization of, of success. Jerry uh, Kelly made a cut at what is he?
2: <laughs> 84 years old? Well, how about this? You know who didn't make the cut? Rory McIlroy. Exactly. Exactly. And Rory has got to regroup. I mean, he knows it. He communicated to the world. Yes, I I do think that it's going to be nice to get back to playing golf. Yes, I've had a lot of distractions and trying to carry this tour forward and all the work. It's worth it. But I do need to get back to playing golf. And by the way, that's what Rory's going to do over the course of the next couple of weeks. While we're gearing up for the Masters, he's going to be honed in and focused. because he. I mean, besides the fact that John Rom got the norovirus that's bouncing around the entire tour right now, and had to withdraw, that sort of deprived us from a potential weekend with Scheffler. Rory has to know right now that he's looking up at those two guys, Scheffler and Rom, are better golfers than he is. I don't even think, on balance, if we had him
1: uh, sitting next to us and we'd given him a little truth serum, I don't think he would he would um, convey enormous disappointment um, around. The way that no.
2: he's sort of played over oh, the that's last month—that's a very interesting point.
1: I want because I I think what he showed us at uh, Bay Hill at the at, at Ar- I mean he it was right there he he could have won that golf tournament you mm-hmm. know he had the lead with with uh, four or five holes left he just couldn't get it across the goal line so in that respect if you're as I am a Roy Truth or a glass half full kind of fellow you say I'm I'm right there I mean you know this is a hard as f golf course yep. under hard as f conditions and here I am mm-hmm. one of the three best players in the world not winning doesn't you know diminish sort of where i'm at but man is it going to feel good to take uh, a break to get away from all of 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 this really this this pr tour yeah he's the shadow commissioner of of the tour uh and he's been you know the leading spokesman because he's the most articulate and thoughtful person yeah uh, of, of the entire operation um and it's a fair recognition that like i just want to play I'm fine with yeah. not being able to do it here. I've won this tournament. It's okay. R- so Rom's if I, if done a good go
2: job away. of saying uh, it's not my job. My job is to be a golfer. <laughs> and <laughs> I love it when you do the Rom accent. <laughs> and and it is Rory's job, uh, but it is. he's gonna have to he's gonna have to get back to being a golfer. And I think I I felt good about his words this week because he certainly understood that that's happening. But look, I, you know, we're calling them the big three. Th- these events are important to find form, they matter for sort of long-term legacy as we sort of compare them historically to other players. But now these three we've got to start talking about majors and hey, Rory hasn't won a major since 2014. Now, he's got four of them, great, but it's time for these three guys, all of them to step up this year and, and like Scotty's defending master champion, don't get me wrong, but th- it's now is when we turn our attention to the majors. Like the these elevated events matter I feel like Genesis matters. I feel like Hawaii is interesting. I feel like Tori is is an important thing to look at. Right? Uh, it, these are all courses where y- you really can separate the wheat from the chat. But now we're looking at majors going forward. These guys are in the mix, and they got to go win one.
1: Well, and and there's no reason that any of the three can't win the no. Masters. They're the three, you know, top of the board in terms of of the odds, and and you know, you yeah. fade any one of them at your own peril we'll we'll see if there's a way to distinguish we'll try and be nuanced as we approach this birdie buddies uh and try and give out another winner since we gave you a winner this past week which with scheffler i mean i did come on this podcast and say scotty scheffler was going to be the guy uh you for did. the players so i hope everybody cashed i we did. did recognize Tyrrell hatton's performance in florida in general and his yeah. success so
2: hopefully some folks and and i loved that five birdie stretch and the 29 on the back to, to put some pressure on Scotty, who then immediately, a- after a pretty mass start where he was pulling things left, his coach said he'd been on the range the night before hitting a few balls because he'd hit a few things left. Scotty immediately puts the gas pedal down and answers with five birdies and it's over. And There there was a little uh, call and response between those two, albeit they were on different parts of the golf course in the moment.
1: Still very good and great, great observation. Speaking of great observations, we did say Justin Sa's name as well. Great call by you. But thank uh, you. Thank you. And and we're
2: definitely going to be looking at him this week. I mean, this guy, well, we'll talk, we'll talk about him in a bit, but Justin is there, I'd like to see Hideki Matsuyama making putts. It appears to me that Max Homa is a better golfer than Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth. It might be true that Ricky Fowler right now is a better golfer than Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth. And you know, you hate to be disappointed in guys who, who end up T-13, but Colin Morikawa with as opening 65 and then following with 73, 72, 71, it's just not good enough. He's still working out his game. And and there are now very clearly tiers of players who, who are in these different, you know, there's the upper echelon. You've got the, like, really great next 10-ish guys, any of whom could win a major, but none of whom will be the favorites as we head into Augusta. So. What?
1: I will say this: uh, Justin Rose, T six, pretty interesting. Think about that. Go see what you can get right now on Justin Rose to win the Masters. Pretty I, I, interesting. I, I did it. I did it uh, some some weeks ago. I don't. I'm not gonna pat myself on the back, uh, but and and, and celebrate the odds really? that I got. I did. There, after the combination of um, Tory and Genesis, what I saw out of him. Um, and then, and obviously Pebble. Yeah. I was like, you know what? This is a guy, major resume, knows how to plan a schedule, knows how to, to, he's just quietly going about his business. You know, the best round that he shot was a 67. Yeah. So it's not like he he didn't like the place on fire, but But man, he's he's right there, right?
2: Major style kind of golf. I really thought when he came in second to Sergio that year, that that was his chance. And it kind of was that that it was gone and and that we just weren't going to see it again because I so distinctly remember the post round interview where he was like, well, I know I can do it. I know I'm going to win one of these. And I just remember so much believing now you're not. But (laughs) it's not it's not. Listen, it's not the worst bet right now because he his game clearly slipped. Uh, He did more commercials than he did scoring. Not unlike Ricky Fowler, but exactly like Ricky Fowler, it appears he's put in the work. He had an opportunity to go to live. He decided to stay, unlike a lot of his peers. And here he is playing great golf, winning a lot of money, and and back in a place where, you know, he he's probably going to be the 20th to 25th favorite to win the Masters, which is why it might not be a bad bet.
1: Just a little something. This uh, is a- um, I want to make sure that we give some flowers to NBC Okay. In, a- after we, you know, properly appropriately took a dump all over them <laughs> for their broadcasts <laughs> uh, uh, of the two previous florida this looked events. a lot better i guess yes. they were just warming
2: up for it weren't they what did well, you like what stood out for you
1: it looked right it looked you know they they spent the money to they have did. the cameras right they it, it, it looked right it, they, they finally were on the same page as the same place as, as uh cbs and in then terms some of the quality of the production yes they yes. put that guy
2: way up high uh, you know, it made storm. me nervous. Me I didn't too. like it. I, don't, I didn't like it. That guy needs a harness, and yeah, he he, yeah. He's, he he's like Rihanna at the Super Bowl. You got to strap I mean, that guy in. I I would
1: love it if the technology permitted to to just have a camera up there and no person. <laughs> I I it made me nervous. I didn't like How it. Anytime I could see that guy, guy way up there,
2: like <laughs> B J Tour Live needs a camera on the camera guy. The wind i don't know i don't
1: i wouldn't watch that it's, it's 30 too,
2: miles an hour it would give me shaking such a, up there it would give me anxiety i but, don't but, i don't enjoy that th- th- what they did really well with putting guys up on players as they walked in the fairways as, and as they approached greens i felt like i actually got a better sense of the contours of the course even than we were getting from the cbs broadcast which was one of the things that we complained about uh it wasn't a complaint because we felt so good about what CBS did at, in setting the bar very high, and we learned a lot about Genesis, the course, through the telecasts. We just didn't see as much on the greens, and I felt like I saw more of that through the NBC technology that they used with putts, and and uh, you know, which finally, gosh, they introduced some on-screen visuals that were helpful, um, but also just the way that they had their camera folks um, approaching players as they approached the greens. I felt like I got a better sense of uh, of the undulation.
1: Yeah and and you know the 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 players hold itself out as you know the the only other tournament uh, on the calendar where you can see every single shot you can customize yeah. your viewing experience you can pick the, the the players that you want to follow and have yeah. you know multiple screens capturing them so it was enjoyable. there is there is an overall resource commitment to the players The Tarico Hatton was interview
2: was good too didn't you think Good loved it
1: is a professional I he could be on golf all the time for me. I I like okay. Rico and golf. I, I just thought that.
2: that was a really nice. I, I haven't seen him do interviews where you walk away and you're like, okay, that was really great. and that was really a great one. I, he he handled it very well and and Happy Hatton. Happy Hatton, yeah,
1: yeah it's, it's, it's very good. I I would still like CBA uh, NBC to figure out um, how to get me some tracer off the tee. Yeah, would be it's nice. Still, Fathers and and especially at Sawgrass, what, what, why not? Have you played Sawgrass?
2: No, I have walked it.
1: Yeah, so um, gentle PSA for everybody out there, which if is you one. are not a, a five golf. index or better. Do not go waste your money playing that place. It is a venue that makes sense for the pros, the pros, pros, the guys mm. that played there and made the cut. That's who that mm. venue is for. The rest of us, if you want to pay six hundred dollars to eight hundred dollars to walk that golf course and lose a dozen golf balls and then say it was you know this a, a museum like experience i I just it's too much money for what it what it delivers to the to the regular golfer. It's not for us there are lots and of other
2: places you could do that and that's right, yeah,
1: yes, go do it at Pebble, and by the way, you won't lose a dozen golf balls at Pebble mm-hmm. but if you're going to spend the money. Go to, go to Pebble and do it. Go to it. TPC Scottsdale. Go. I mean, there's T- lots yes. of. That's right. Yeah. Don't. Sawgrass is fine. It's just not a golf course that's for anybody other than really the 65 guys that make the cut there every year. Yeah. I mean, you know, 65 to 70, whatever. Yeah. yeah.
2: Can, can, can I just say one more thing about the players? Let's hear it. Uh, it. This is a very small, just side note, but Tom Kim got on the big boy courses and has been pretty average. And I just wondering what that was about. Is it that we overhyped him because he was so damn cute and fun at the President's Cup? Uh I don't think so because after the President's Cup, he won the tournament in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. But it, it does really tell the difference between some of the Fun to watch. Like the Vegas course is so fun to watch. There's so many things that can happen on that back nine. It's drivable par fours. Like it's a ton of fun to go see. But those are not quite the big boy courses that we get in the first part of this season. And the again, men being separated from the boys right now on these courses in big purse, big purse uh, events. It just I, I hold out Tom Kim as an example of why it's so great that now. The real season is going to start in Hawaii with the big boy courses. We're still going to see a few schedule changes, but let's just assume that we're going to see Tory, we're going to see Riviera, we're going to see Pebble and that all those things are going to come after the 1st of the year and and that's when the real season starts. But one other thing on the players that that I really do want to say and NBC did a good job of it. Thank you so much for talking about the money. We should do this more often. And all the time, because if you're going to have an event in which fifth place wins a million dollars, you've got to talk about, especially when Scheffler's running away with it, there are guys still out there competing for two plus million dollars in second place. Like, Talk about it. Tell everyone what's happening. Yes, say, here's how much this putt is for. Oh, Taylor Montgomery went from two million dollars to a hundred. I mean, he set his ass on fire and threw a ton of money into a lake. And it was terrific to see in the same way that Hatton did the exact opposite. It's okay to do that outside of the players, because now the entire entity that is golf, besides this ball rollback that I think we're going to get into, the entire entity that is golf has rotated around money. So let's just call it like it is. It's okay. These players were underpaid. The big ones were. These events are in service of paying these guys their money, but unlike a typical NBA regular season game when guys can make all the money that they were going to make, but they sit out for load management. There's no load management in golf. Like either you are scoring and making money or you're Taylor Montgomery and shooting yourself in the nuts.
1: So I, I have a like slightly different take and I don't think you're going to disagree with me. It's funny that you're giving um, that broadcast team kudos. My circle, my my text thread was begging for more of that contextualizing, and at least in the communication you know the the, the way that that I talk about it with my my buddies the other um, tour fans, we talk about it in in the sense of like what's at stake, so the money is an element of it, and the fact that it's more money is important, but the real context now is in the bigger picture of how crucial performances in these events translates into your 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 your, your career trajectory it, it creates a pathway to be inside of the top 50 in top inside of the top 70 because we know that in the upcoming year those that line of demarcation is absolutely crucial mm-hmm. for guys that want to play golf professionally so the contextualizing mm-hmm. the money is is an aspect of it and the money Gives it sort of a dramatic look, but as much as anything, it's the points, right? It's where you finish in the top 30 of an event like that because or the top 40 of an event like that because of the points that it confers. Yeah, for sure. The money is important, but, you know, setting the stage for where guys are going to be throughout the course of this year leading into next year, that that aspect of it is important. I
2: I, I want them to talk a lot about it, especially because as you start to. Look at the FedEx Cup points that are out there right now. There's a lot of names that are outside the top 50. Hideki's not in there. <laughs> Justin Thomas, not, Jordan Not
1: Notwithstanding the performance he just put
2: on. Not in there. Sam yeah. Burns, not in there. And, and these are guys who, you know, Cam Young, uh, who was definitely thinking a lot about Liv, Will Zalatoris. Like, Will Zalatoris is basically tied with my brother in FedEx Cup points right now in the 80s. Like, what is going to actually happen? If the line gets drawn and you've got really big names like that who are ostensibly left out of all of these events, it, it, it is a quiet, subtle, but important thread. And you're right that the points at this point actually matter. And, and uh, th- they ought to be talking a lot about that because th- the difference between 50 and 51 is going to be pretty big.
1: They're, and they're directly tied to the money there's a direct correlation I mean so it's not wrong to use the money as a proxy for it the the other thing i just want to get my left hand up i want to take responsibility for the tom kim it, what were you 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 posed the question you know are we expecting this is really a reflection on us and, and 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 i'll i'll take responsibility the very first show we did this year uh we were looking for guys that might come out and do something big and and i'm used allowed that it could be tom kim what we're really seeing from my perspective is the seasoning of tom kim this is him going through a traditional tour schedule yeah. playing the events many of these venues for the very first time under these conditions and honestly i, I again i'm I'm gonna be a glass half full kind of guy you should be Just make, making the cuts and getting Dude. the experience Dude. having joe on his bag it's all w's
2: he's he has more FedEx Cup points than Rory McElroy. He's ninth in the FedEx Cup standing. So he's playing great, and, and the win really helped. And he's, he's, to your point, he's making cuts. He's just seeing big boy courses for the first time. We, we, we may be in a position to crown him. I just think, to your very good point just now, he's still a player in development who has an enormous amount of talent, but he is not yet at that level where we, we're going to see him compete for, I don't know, six to 12 months at the really, really big boy tournaments. Now, I, I look forward to replaying this clip and inserting my foot in my mouth, but this <laughs> is a really super consistent golfer. It just feels like he needs a couple of reps, right? He needs a couple of reps on the big courses, and then he's going to need a couple of reps in the big moment with the big guys.
1: Yeah, and we're we're dying for it because he's 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 got the chutzpah. He's got the balls no for it. So. This is a
2: great golfer, we just are seeing, as you said, the seasoning. It's it's yeah. like it's like your favorite beef recipe, isn't it, House? It's like what you do on your green egg <laughs> uh, on any well, given Saturday.
1: We are we are qu- quickly approaching uh, barbecue season uh, here on on the East Coast, and and today officially for for a big part of the the country, you're you're allowed to enter in scores to affect your handicap. So everybody, please rush out in these terrible conditions. And, and get some rounds in and get those scores entered. So you're entering, uh, you know, tournament season with a nice beefy handicap, speaking of 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 meat. Uh, but I want to get to the meat of this extraordinary development this week uh, and, and very fortuitous for us to be taping within sort of 12, 24 hours after the announcement, the RNA, the USGA together coming together. And an extraordinarily thoughtful, contemplative, measured, well-conceived, well-constructed, well-delivered message about competing in certain elite, elite, club pro pro guy, uh, shout out, events with a modified golf ball. And, you know, the effect of which will mean slightly less distance and it was a terrific delivery of the message. And then what was really fun was watching all the Craven morons respond to it in in (laughs) kind, which I just could not have enjoyed anymore. Uh, and we'll name names shortly, but what, what's your overall reaction, your sense to, to, um, you know, the message delivered by the governing bodies on on this and, and sort of what direction we're headed. Hi.
2: Is it weird that I don't give a shit? (laughs) I mean, it's 13 to 14 yards. Okay. I I just I understand the argument, which is that distance is increasing every single year. People are getting better and stronger. Like we don't have the real estate to make these courses work. Growing up the rough does not solve the problem. And so you've got to scale back some part of the equipment just to keep things on property. I also understand the Phil argument, which was like, people love hellacious bombs. And, (laughs) but I, I just, this feels like a fairly modest change. There's going to be players who don't love having to get to know a new ball because you work so hard to understand the exact muscle memory for a swing that goes 182 versus 183 yards. So there's a lot more work to do. But why do I really care,
1: House? You don't. And here's the reason why. And this is why, you know, the most disingenuous, the most craven, the most nonsensical argument advanced by one particular ball manufacturer, the cash cow in in that game, it's a ludicrous uh, uh, stance that they take, which is, the notion that the ball that they produce and that the players play with is the same ball that you and I can go get, and that that um, connection somehow makes the game better for us, and that anything that might it, it, you know sever that connection is necessarily you know undermining one of the the fundamental tenets of the game.
2: Like I can wear LeBron shoes. I can play Scotty Scheffler's driver. I can play well, John Rahm's ball.
1: Here's why it's fucking preposterous. Yes, you see that, that is the notion. You can't, and you don't. None of us do. Not one single player, not on tour, has the benefit of playing any of the shit that those guys play. And also, equally nonsensical. And also part of the statement by this bomb manufacturer, we all apply by the same rules. The fuck we do? Have you watch watch two hours of a of a PGA tour broadcast and watch the relief these mother effers get because you know there's a, a temporary immovable obstruction because you know there's there's a seam in the in the in the turf and the benefit uh, that they get from having several, you know, hundred people lining every single hole. Jordan Spieth made eagle and made the cut because he bounced the ball off a Marine on the ninth hole, his last hole uh, of his second round. He bounced the ball (laughs) off a Marine and made the cut because of it. And God bless that Marine and God bless America. And God bless Jordan because he tracked him down. They spent some time together. The dude's like, man, I don't really need anything. Jordan's like, I'll give you anything. I was like, nah, because... He's a badass Marine, but you get the point that I'm making. There is nothing about the professional game that is similar to the game played by any of us. And that includes extremely qualified, competent golfers. If you go to any club championship at any, nearly any club in America and watch those extraordinary golfers go compete, those dudes are not playing the game that the professionals are playing. It's not, it it bears very little resemblance. On a rules basis, on a c- equipment basis, on a foot wedge basis, on a foot wedge basis. No, but the 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 like all you need to do is, is hear about hear one story about one guy and how much time and energy goes into trying to customize and correlate the particulars of their swing to the equipment that they play yeah. and the balls that they play. They don't play our balls. None of them play balls that any of us can go get. They don't play off-the-shelf balls. They all have their own balls. Every tour truck shows up with all of their pros and a giant box of balls that have been made especially for those dudes. So anyway, I'll, I'm calm about all of this. It I just, it needed to be said. Like It's so preposterous in the face of all of the clownery all the clown talk, all the buffoonery about you know the the connection between uh, the the game those guys play and 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 you know the threat, the existential threat that changing the ball might pose. Uh, I had to get that off my chest, and I'm glad that I did. Boy, did you! Now <laughs>
2: I care. Thank you.
1: Well, no, you you shouldn't care, be in the sense that um it it, it poses any kind of threat to the competition. I mean, you know, guy, guys like. Uh, but Brandon Matthews, currently the longest hitter on tour, is like, you know what? I'm kind of interested in this. It's going to require some creativity. We 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 also don't know, as we sit here right now, that guys like Bryson or, uh, you know the the the, the golfer formerly known as Phil, can't hit hellacious bombs. Who they might be able to hit
2: hellacious bombs still.
1: Well, they'll just could, be yeah, different thirteen bombs. yards
2: shorter. Right. That's right. And, and and we don't know, if it's, if it's an optional thing, we don't know how the majors, I mean, we assume since the USGA talked about it and the Open talked about it, we don't know how some of the majors and tours are going to handle it, do we?
1: Well, I'm interested, I'm going to pose it to you in the form of a question. I think this means the majors are going to adopt the modified ball. And it's cool, and I can't wait to see it, and I think it's going to enhance the game, enhance the competition. I, I very much like the leveling up um, sort of impact, but I'm more than anything curious. I love the innovation. What I'm what I'm interested in getting uh, uh, an answer to is this: Will the PGA Tour adopt this, or, or are they going to play their game on their ballparks, which are across the board in no. general lesser ballparks than you, what th- the majors play? They have on? to
2: have a standard. You, you can't have a regular season that is geared up basically for the majors. Where people are playing a different ball and then enter into uh, the majors, where they have to totally adjust their distances. And no, they, they're gonna they're gonna standardize around a norm here. And I think oh. if the majors do it, then everybody's gonna comply because the majors are what the players want to win. That's uh, interesting. It's so too you much don't of a think
1: change. you don't think that there's going to be a. Uh, uh, so what you're saying is there will be a tour ball, and that tour ball will be what the guys play on all the regular events and the major events. And there'll yes. be a couple of iterations that guys get to choose more spinny, less spinny. That's what kind of, yes, what I understand to be the case. And then that happens. And, and by the way, all of us will be allowed to buy the tour ball. If you want to go buy the tour ball, a restricted flight ball and you go ahead, go nuts. Yeah. That's exactly right. I'll see you um, 20
2: yards past you.
1: <laughs> well, it, it really doesn't make that big of a difference for a double handicap, double digit handicap. Like me, I, I would like to just hit it more straight. That's that's all. And so yeah. you know, if the ball continues to to and be innovated in that direction, in in any event, um, yeah, that's lo- I just
2: think they got to do the same thing, and, and and people will otherwise, yeah, yeah. For players who want to win majors, they're going to want to be always playing the same ball because that's how you get dialed in. That's why they're playing these events.
1: Yeah. So that that's that's the, the the curious thing to me. Um, so that's none of why this players is are happening. Off. For a couple years, but what's to keep a guy if it's only the majors that end up adopting it first? Let's say, and the tour makes it optional. Yeah, guys can play whatever ball they want um, at at like you know um, the tournament formerly known as the Honda and yeah. the tournament formerly known as the American Express and yeah wh- whatever the, the 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 lower tier events are they play whatever ball they want and then as they gear up for majors it's major season as the you start playing your modified ball because you want to get acclimated, dialed in,
2: right? Is that a possibility? I suppose. It's just like, when is the cutoff and why would you want to do that work? I mean, nothing fucks with Like golf is hard. There are so many elements. Your body changes literally every day that you wake up. You have a different body than you did yesterday. And so your golf swing becomes different than it was yesterday. Keeping up with those changes plus the psychological element and now you got to be worried about a fucking ball and the changes. And wait, does this one, this ball has slightly more dispersion? This ball spins slightly differently. So in this week, I have to be prepared, not just for all the changes that go on in my head and my body, but also the changes. There's no way any highly competitive, maniacal golfer a la John Rahm who. Or Scotty Scheffler quietly, who go out and do the damn work to be as good as they can will introduce that level of variability into their games. I just don't see it. Unless, and and I actually think that they would probably sacrifice 13 yards to avoid that fate because they, you know, what really is the difference for them between three fifty and three thirty seven?
1: Well, in any event, Nate Dogg, I thought it was a great opening salvo. By the governing bodies, I agree with the premise that, you know, keeping the ball in the park, as it were, and keeping these parks, you know, still viable um, is a desirable goal. And that the underlying 20 years worth of data support the notion that that um, some things have changed. And so a slight mm-hmm. modification to keep the ball in the park makes sense to
2: me. And I'm, and I'm happy to see it. Uh, Well, we're done with that. Let's uh, see. I do. You, the only other question I wanted to ask you is: Should they be changing any specs on the equipment?
1: I don't know the answer to that. Um, we did have a really interesting um, observation by Rory McElroy who pinpointed his driver as a piece of equipment that he's having a challenge with right now because he had to replace his old driver because the um, there there is this phenomena with the driver faces the way that they're engineered these days, um, that over time, this, the springiness of the face changes and it goes from conforming to non-conforming. And that's just a, 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 an element of the um, nature of, of what they're using uh, materials-wise. The, the material degrades and there's a greater spring-like effect. And so you can't continue to use a piece of equipment that you, that you got used to. And Rory hasn't found his way with the driver yet. Um you made the point about how dialed in the guys are. I just expect that they will uh dial in themselves the equipment um in a manner that uh you know hel- helps them figure out how to move the new golf ball around th- their own best way. I don't think that the um the governing bodies will do anything further in terms of equipment or nor will they need to. The the ball should be enough is my view. Okay. All right. Well, Good. I can live with that.
0: This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So Join 18 million Americans and Empower, what's next? Start today at Empower.com tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite because I walk around LA every day. I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little
2: you mean armpit tears of weakness brought about by poor deodorant choices say goodbye to that salty river that floweth from your underarm with old spice swagger antiperspirant made for 24 7 sweat protection with daily use and an undeniable smell of cedar wood and lime Mmm, giving you the confidence you need to quit your job move to a remote island and spend your days frolicking with dolphins old spice swagger antiperspirant shop old spice now
1: Speaking of things we can live with, we're still in Florida. It's the it's the Florida Swing Continued. We're down in Tampa, outside of Tampa. The Valspar uh, Championship at Copperhead. A little bit of a breather between the series of elevated events uh, and, and then moving on to Augusta, which is just two and a half weeks. I keep saying it and I just can't believe it's only two and a half weeks away. It's very exciting. Um, Sam Burns, looking to to become a three-peat champion at Copperhead. Uh it would put him in in rarefied air, rarefied company if he was able to pull it off. He doesn't seem to be in form at the moment. He's kind of like meh form, you know, some good, so, some bad. What what's your sense of Sam Burns at the moment?
2: Yeah, it was it's been a weird season. T eleven at Amex, T six in Phoenix, and you thought, all right, finally here he comes, but then he whiffs on cuts at the Genesis and the API and you know he was a he was a okay T thirty five at the players. But the thing about Sam is he when he's won this tournament in the last two years, he has been led the field in five to ten foot putts, ten to fifteen foot putts. Right now, even in this season, he's 11th in putting overall. He's 7th inside 10 feet. He's 12th from 15 to 20 feet. So the putter is still working for Sam Burns. He just needs to sort of click into gear. It seemed like it was coming after Amex and Phoenix. But you just wonder if the friendly confines of this course will will, will get him going and get him focused on on the rest of his game because the putter is actually there.
1: So if you don't pick Sam Burns to win this week, give me a big name that you like
2: well for me the story of this week is ken thomas spieth and burns get it going before the masters i mean jt has been 11th t to green great 61st on approach hmm 144th in putting he's losing strokes putting and by the way you know who else is losing strokes putting? Did you know his best friend growing up is Jordan Spieth, (laughs) who is 114th in putting and also losing strokes. And that has been the problem. And it is the reason that guys have pulled away from JT And, and Spieth has, has had a little bit more presence around the leaderboards and, and managed to parlay those Jordan Spieth moments into some top 10 finishes. But uh, Thomas is the most puzzling of the really big, great players on the board for me right now, even more so than Morikawa, because I just felt like after he finally got that PGA victory uh, last year, that, that things were going to start to to click in. And he just still seems to be stuck in putting together all phases of the game. So that is the story for me this week it's it's one of those three and, and I know I'm not talking about Matts Fitz, Matt Fitzpatrick here um he he too we're waiting to see sort of jump back into the it, it feels like he's got a little bit of a hangover from the U.S Open which is not an uncommon thing for some players to have but I, I'm watching those three guys this week uh to, to see how they do outside of that house there's a couple of very interesting guys on the board, um, you have actually referenced two of them already in, in uh, Justin Suh and Dave Lingworth, right? Dave Lingworth right now is plus 300 for a top 20.
1: Okay. He was on that. Y- that's y- a fair y- way rolling endorsed bet. Birdie I- I- buddies,
2: right. T11 in Bermuda, T8 at Mayakoba definitely struggled early in the season, but he's made four cuts in a row, including 10th at the Honda tied t- tied for 10th at the Honda. And then as you alluded to, he was T6, the players last week, he is, fourth in moving day scoring average so he he's just he's just got to get to the weekend and lock in
1: yeah i i want to pick up on the jt and 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 jordan discussion uh i feel like we may be you know not singing enough hosannas about really how how um good jt has been other than part like i really want to emphasize this uh you know he's, he's third in strokes gained around the green you mentioned the tee to green, his his par five birdie or better. He's inside the top ten. Like he's playing good golf. He just can't putt at, at all. He also has a good track record um, at, at this venue. the Third to thirteenth, and eighteenth a tenth out of the last five. There's a miscut in there, but that's four out of five are, are top twenty performances. And I, you know the thing that that our good buddy Pat Mayo reminds us on a weekly basis um, is. All the variants in, in, in putting and how quickly it can, you know, come and go. You 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 hope that this is not a continuing rut, uh, for JT, but would you be surprised if he came out and, and won um this week?
2: No, I wouldn't. And and yeah. we we love it when really good big players get beaten down because of these lulls. It's not a slump, a little bit of a lull. And to be clear, he's still the he's still the tournament favorite so we're, we're not uh yeah it, it, he's not getting knocked down that much no. and, and and it's because it's because of the field I, i'm more interested in to your point a guy like justin rose who's sitting there at 22 to 1 i'm interested in justin Suh who's sitting there at 33 to 1 and you know i, I mean the guy he, he's he's Seventh in par three scoring average. He's 12th in overall proximity to the hole right now. Again, the problem has been weekend putting. He's 59th in putts per round in round one, 28th in putts per round in round two. But then it balloons on the weekend. 117th on Saturday, 187th on Sunday. He's been choking with the putter on the weekend. He's been great in Florida. This is the last event in Florida. It's a little bit more of a diluted field. Really, the question for him is, can he get the putter going on the weekend? Because if he does, he's going to win the golf tournament.
1: I have some names that I'm going to bounce off of you, but I want to ask a master's future question because oh boy. we're talking, if we're going to talk about Jordan Spieth and having a bulky putter, we know there's a place where his putter works. We've we we, we we've seen it. It turns into yes. a, ma- a magic stick. He's sitting at 17 to one right now. Is that, is that juicy enough? Does that catch your attention or is it still just a little too sharp? It's too sharp. Yeah. I would love it if it would get to twenty. That's where that's our. We number. need him to miss the cut. I don't. You know the books aren't going to do it because the books have seen the magic stick. Also,
2: yeah, the books have seen. Well, the yeah, they have. Way, twenty, twenty is possible. Twenty is Why? possible. Well, you think? Yeah, if he misses the cut this week, I know that's um I'm and doesn't play well in Austin. I don't want to root for it. I don't either.
1: Except I, I do want Jordan Spieth at twenty to one. I would, I would, I would bang that. uh with your magic stick? <laughs> I just realized I walked myself into something and I couldn't figure out a way to get out of it. Um, let me talk about some guys that I, I, I feel like one guy in particular, I owe an apology to, came on this podcast last week mm. and sang the praises of one Keegan Bradley, yeah, who had a nice nice streak of made cuts going, had been playing well in Florida. I feel like we, I put the, the, the whammy on him, promptly talked him right into a miscut down at, at the players this week. I want I want to bounce back out of Keegan. He finished second here in twenty twenty one. He mixes he either misses the cut or he finishes top twenty. So he has you know he has a tenth place, a second place, a twentieth place, and two uh, missed cuts. But it, it, his his game is is in in shape. You know we know one of the attributes of Innisbrook is super hard par threes. Um, yes. Keegan top. 15 in par three scoring average. Um, So I just, I just want to put some good vibes on, on Keegan. He's around like 25 to 27 to one, you know, the approach play uh, at various yardages is, is, is is still good. Um, He's best on Bermuda. So I just, I'm just putting some positive vibes there for, for Keegan.
2: There's some guys who've been playing a lot of golf who, It didn't surprise me weren't awesome last week. Shane Lowry is one of them. Keegan is another. So maybe missing the cut gave him a couple days off and he'll bounce back. There's, there's even further down the board though, house, this is, this is one of those tournaments where if you don't believe that Spieth and Burns and Thomas are going to be locked in and there's some reason to believe coming out of the players that they won't be, um, but if you don't believe that, then then you start looking further down the board. We like these tournaments for this reason, we say all the time if you're paying attention. If you've been paying attention, you've noticed Nate Lashley. And Nate yeah. Lashley finished T7 at Sony. He finished T20 at the Genesis. He was T3 in Puerto Rico. Uh, he didn't play the weekend uh, uh, great last week, but he is 33rd on tour inside of 10 feet putting. He has not missed a three or four footer this year. He is seventh from six feet. He's going to make the tricky ones on this course. And last year he played it for the first time in a while. He was T 27 with a 68 and a 67 on Friday and Saturday. So he's plus two seventy five for a top 20. Uh, there's a pretty weak field out there this week. And and there's a lot of guys who have been playing consistently, who can very easily backdoor their way into a top 20. I think Nate Lashley will play his way into a top 20.
1: I'm going to talk about another guy that missed the cut last week, but, um, generally decent uh as a as a florida swing kind of guy and sneaky name you know unless you're you're really uh, deep into the fedex cup standings and watching them move trey mullinax uh missed the cut last week at, at, at sawgrass but had a top 10 finish at bay hill and over the past several months has been you know very good you keep seeing his name on on leaderboards he finished uh he has a top 10 here at, at Innisbrook. Um, and I, I just want to, he, he, um, his driving distance is, is, is in the top 20, uh, range. I, I just, you know, a, a guy like that, who's, who's been quiet a little bit, you forget, you just, but you Sleeping go look at, at how, look at how he's been since you know, the, 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 the fall, uh, the the, the price that he's available at and what you might be able to get him at for some top 20 odds, Mm -hmm. they're out of of order with the quality that he's been showing us over time.
2: Well, all sights set on the Masters, to be sure. There will be a few interesting events like this. We're going to have this in San Antonio around the match play in Austin, where if you're paying attention to things further down the leaderboard, You can pick up a little bit of dough, I believe.
1: Yeah, and and to all the birdie buddies, the the par-saving pals out there, if you felt like we let you down with the content around the players, we're going to make it up to you. There are going to be a slew of shows between now and the Masters with formidable golf people and, and, and others. There will be shows out the wazoo while we're down there in augusta georgia we hope to see all of you down there in augusta georgia um but you know we 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 promised the hashtag content train is rolling officially now because the majors are about to kiss us in the face it is march the 15th my par saving pals get out there and start cranking up those high scores it's handicap season if you get a peg in the ground Hit it straight, but not so straight that you you, you can't put up a couple fat ones for yourself. In the meantime, please enjoy yourself out there. We'll be back next week with more on the Fairway Rolling Golf Podcast. Shout out to producer Eduardo Campo. Shout out, Eduardo.